What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for coming. I'm AJ. And I'm Janae. And we keeping in line with our theme, Pop Them Tags. If you wasn't here with us last week, we had our guest, Brittany, the biggest spender that we know for that Dawn of the Dead episode. Mm-mm. You thinking about that little zombie baby comment? No, I'm laughing because you called her the biggest spender. She, hey, big spender. Doom, 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 doom. That's her. Like this girl, look, look, y'all. In a couple of weeks, we're um, scheduled to go. I'm saying it like we got booked for this, but we're going to go hang out with some more of our friends for Halloween and another one of our friends' birthday. And this girl legit for two days bought a new dress, some new luggage, some new clothes. First of all, we going out for Halloween. What did you buy a new dress for? It don't even have nothing to do with your costume. Like, what, what did you buy that for, Brittany? I'm calling you out. to dinner? No, I don't, I don't know what the schedule is. I really don't know. So I just know no, about not that party. I know of. Not that okay. I know of. And then it's gonna it's gonna be October. It's gonna be cold. We we gonna be in Philly. This is true. Like it's gonna be cold. What you buying a dress for? <laughs> she just wanted it. See, this is what you have to learn about Brittany. Listen to Ashley. I'm still in her phrase, y'all. Listen to Ashley. Brittany is going to spin because Brittany can. Okay. <laughs> I was, she oh my gosh I love her we were in Vegas and she had her shoes lined up against the wall it was so cute girl I was like and didn't even wear all of them I said sis like she's like I've never been here before I was just excited I'm like ma'am <laughs> walking shoes you got all of these heels you're gonna be upset and what was she mad okay I was, Shit, like, oh, I was mad and I had on fucking tennis shoes <laughs> Everybody was mad at me because I just wanted to walk up and down the strip. I was like, look, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this strip life. And I told y'all, okay, I was up and down the strip. I had things to do, okay? (laughs) I do not take Vegas lightly. Like, all I want to do when I go to Vegas is walk up and down the street and just wait. I like to people watch. And that's the best thing you can do in Vegas, honestly, because you're going to get a whole full show for free. Like, of course, I like doing the other stuff, too. But people watching and just walking into random places and just exploring, that's my deal. So if you that type, we can roll. But before I get too carried away, today we're talking about 2007's The Mist, which is our second Stephen King adaptation in the park. This is coming from a little novella that he wrote in 1980. I am going to tell you guys something. One of my favorite places to go is the grocery store. I feel like that's like an adulting rite of passage because at some point I used to hate going to the grocery store with my mama, but now that's all I do is go to the grocery store and Costco. When I was younger, my parents, this this was like a routine. They would pick me up from um, high school or not even high school. They'd pick me up from school. We would go to the grocery store, but let me tell you something. We would go to two grocery stores my dad would have the sales paper it was literally probably like twice a month that we would do this dad will have the sales paper it was a few grocery stores that we'd be hitting up but let me tell y'all something my dad had to walk up every single aisle up and down and I'm just like Lonnie why I do why now even though I don't even need anything I guess be walking just to see what's out and it's like, I get it now, but I, then I'm just like, dude, like, why are we walking up and down the magazine, Al? Like, why are we here? Like, Oh, see, no, nah, I don't go down there. 
Yes, no. When I say every aisle, I mean every aisle. I'm like, my, our, like your wife works at Walgreens. You don't need to walk up and down this aisle. Like whatever you need, she could get it, and it's probably a better quality. Like, oh my God, Lonnie Dang. I hope he don't hear this, cause if he hear me call him Lonnie, he might say something. But it's okay. That's my nigga. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and move forward with price recommendations if you like this movie i suggest and some of y'all have probably seen this movie i feel like everybody's seen the happening from 2008 honestly i don't know if i've seen it or not it's really good i like it it's hmm i will spoil it it's good then my next recommendation also comes from 2008, and that is Cloverfield. I think I've seen part of it. Right, it's one of those things that is just around. Like you probably, yeah, you probably have. But let me tell you something. When it comes to 2007's The Mist, <sighs> I had this spoiled for me. Aww. Wasn't this your first time watching it? because I had a spoil for me. And I was just like, there's no point in me watching it. Like I already knew, literally knew the entire story. I just hadn't seen it. I was like, well, there's no point in me watching it because I know everything that happens. Like, That was me with Friday the 13th. I was just like, okay, well, there's that. And then I watched it and I was just like, yeah, we could have, I could have stayed the way I was. Oh. I'll explain myself later. Okay. <laughs> So I actually saw this movie with my mom. I don't know when in life, but maybe around the time that it came out within a couple of years. I know we did not see it in theaters, but at home sometime. And I just remember this movie made me hate fog. Like whenever I have to drive through thick ass fog, I get freaked out. This one time me and my mom were taking this back road. I think it's like route 17 all the way down in Virginia Beach. We did not get on the highway because we knew that it was a whole bunch of traffic. And it was nighttime, I was taking her to our tennis tournament and these are back country roads, okay, in Virginia. And this fog, heavy as fog, starts rolling across the road and it's nothing but empty fields on either side of the road. And I'm getting freaked out because the light is reflecting off the fog. I didn't have my high beams on, but still couldn't see shit. And I'm like, this is like a scary movie. I am fearing for my life. I just want to get on the highway. And my mom was like, no. So I, I hate fog. And it's funny because in the Midwest, this is like a common occurrence. <laughs> so it's like, I'm used no. to it, but it's just like, you do have those moments where you're like, what if something just popped up out this fog? Like That's what I'm saying. And I didn't think it was gonna be like aliens or something, but like maybe somebody just like jumped in yeah. front of the fog. Yeah. Or like a random animal gets thrown. Like, I just, I don't have the time. And then the deer be suicidal out here. Mm -mm. I was about to mention a movie, but you ain't seen it yet. I don't want to do you like somebody watch Mojo did for me and spoil the movie. But I ran over a deer once, oh, hell. but it was already dead. Here, okay, it was one of my birthday trips. Me and my cousin were going to the airport at like three or four o'clock in the morning. And I'm driving up 95 in the far left lane and I'm just going and didn't swerve in time 
sounded like I was going over a speed bump fast as shit. I thought that we was about to be out of luck and not make our flight. Thank God we made it to the airport in time. But my cousin was sleeping and she woke up. She was like, what is that? I was like, girl, I ran over a deer. And now I'm freaking out that we're not going to make it to the airport. It won't be. But we did it. Not you being nonchalant about it. <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't stopping the car. We were already running a little bit behind. I wasn't stopping until we got to the airport and parked. So this movie was directed and written by Frank Darabont. We brought him up before in the park. Yes. It was also produced by Frank Darabont, Martin Schaefer, and Liz Glotzer. This is like, he's no stranger to Stephen King adaptations. And nope. It's crazy because actually the other two movies he worked on aren't actually horror movies. They're more of King's dramatic works. Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mail. But when it came to this yep. movie, he had his eye on this script for a minute. Well, not the script, but he had his eye on this property for a minute. And he was like, you know, I mean, I started in horror with Dream Warriors and I was just like, I felt like it was time for me to get back to it. I kind of missed it a little bit. Like he had his eyeballs on this in like 2004. This didn't come out till 2007. So he was just like, um, just stay tuned. I'm just sliding over here but then he also wanted this in black and white and there is a black and white cut of this movie and I just I didn't watch it but I don't think I would have liked the black and white version I'm curious and that's well that's apparently why they didn't put it out in black and white because it was like well I don't think people are going to really pay attention to it but I don't know I'm trying to think what I had liked it better if it wasn't black and white, but honestly, I don't know. I think actually, you know what? I'm gonna leave it alone until we get there. But the last thing I wanna say about Frank in regards to this script, I'm kind of happy that he did what he did with the script because there was a lot of editing from the novella to the film adaptation. And of course, y'all, y'all know we gonna talk about it when we get to the book. I just wanna throw it out there that there were changes made. Well, I think he did a good job. And Stephen King thinks he did a good job. Yeah, it actually scared him. But low-key, low-key, Mr. King, I feel like I've heard you say certain adaptations have scared you before. I'm just sad I you. You just think he handed out like, oh, yeah, I like this. I like I mean, this. He told, I like he told the Palmerette with Carrie. He told Frank Darabont this. He told Andy Muschietti with it. But has he told everyone? Not everybody. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, Frank, I don't know. You might, well, no, 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 no. Because if Stephen King told me I scared him, I'm framing that audio wave. Don't ask me how I got her audio wave with him saying it to me, but just know I'm framing it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back to this cast. We have Thomas Jane as David Drayton. Um... This is all out of order. Okay, Nathan Gamble as Billy Drayton. Then we have Marcia Gay Harden as Mrs. Carmody. And she always plays someone kind of annoying. Okay. Then we have Lauren Holden as Amanda Dunfrey. I'm actually excited to see her in season three of The Boys. Um, Toby Jones as Ollie Weeks. We have Frances Sternhagen as Irene Rappler. Well, we definitely have a veteran on the podcast. William Sadler, AKA Demon Knight, AKA Breaker. I've seen him in this movie. I said, Breaker? 
what you doing here? <laughs> he plays Jim Grandin in this movie. And then, oh, I didn't even say this. Stephen King was going to be in the movie. He was going to play Myron. Yes, but he decided not he to. He was like, I'm not traveling. He thought that, because, <laughs> you know, a lot of his stuff takes place in Maine with the exception of, like, seven of his works, but... He was like, yeah, y'all in Louisiana, I'm not coming here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the majority of this movie was shot in Louisiana and Texas. It was shot so well that when he was sitting watching the movie with Frank, he even asked Frank, was it shot in Maine? Right. I was like, um, you don't know your <laughs> home place? Like, you don't know? <laughs> One thing I like about Steven is when he let his mind roam, he lets his mind roam. And the monsters in this movie... Steven, I just want to talk. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> where did you get these from, my guy? I have a little link for y'all at the bottom where y'all can check out all the monsters and the history of them. Because like I said, this is, obviously y'all know this is an adaptation. So a lot of the monsters literally have like little origin stories of like what they are, how they came to be and all of that. And what I mentioned earlier about Frank making slight alterations is there was going to be an opening scene showing you where these monsters came from because that's what happens in the novella but he decided to cut it and i like that he decided to cut it because you just well you find out but at first you don't know where this is coming from you don't know why this is happening and as i always tell you your imagination is gonna make it more effed up than anything you can see in front of you so the mystery of the unknown is just always like <laughs> Yeah, and I just think it's so interesting that the reason why Stephen King came up with this novel was he just minding his business one day, shopping in the grocery store, and then he noticed the front window was made of a plate glass, and then he just wondered what happened if giant insects flew into it. And then we have a whole novel. And this is what I be talking about. Like, just, <laughs> like, and this is, uh, like, okay, with the exception of Carrie, because we all know how that book came to be. But, uh, well, even that one, he drew from his childhood experiences. Well, all of these um, stories that he recreated, you would be surprised at the backstory of how he came. He don't, well, first of all, he doesn't even remember writing Cujo. Just say it, I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to <laughs> this man. And see, now, see, now that you just said that, that makes me wonder, is the muse actually real? Like, I guess, I guess we don't find out because, yeah. Like, how do you not remember writing Cujo? He was up there on a white cloud. Okay, I quit, I quit. <laughs> well, y'all, we about to wrap this on up and head off to the queue line. You ready to dip out? I'm ready. Let's go. Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines. Because this here's a wild ride. I have a question. You got a question? No, it's not really a question. Like, it's more like, it's a quiz, but I'm asking, which one would you like to pick? Oh, okay. I was about to say, oh, you made up something? No, <laughs> I did not. But it's a quiz about grocery shopping. Now, based off your shopping habits, do you want to know how many kids you'll have, how old you are, or why people love you? Um, it's between one and two. 
because I mean, I don't have children. <laughs> and then like the age one, like I'm pretty sure they probably just ask you things that identify with whatever generation you live and that's how they figure out what age you are. So let's go with the first one just for giggles. Okay. Let's start off in the produce section. We're gonna pick some fruit. Do you want grapes, apples, bananas, strawberries, watermelon, or cantaloupe? Okay, see what you mean. It depends on the season, cause you can't just be buying watermelon all willy nilly. But one thing you can count on is grapes. So I'm gonna go with grapes. Choose a vegetable. Carrots, broccoli, peas, potatoes, Brussels sprouts, or beets? Ooh. Ooh. Let's go with carrots. All right. Now we're on to the greens. Arugula, iceberg lettuce, spinach, butter lettuce, romaine lettuce, or cabbage? Let's go with arugula. Okay, now we moving on to the dairy. I know you don't eat dairy, but here's your options. We have milk, cheese, cream cheese, coffee creamer, butter, yogurt. I actually do eat yogurt, so let's go with that. I was hoping, I was like, I hope you say yogurt, because I eat yogurt, but yes. <laughs> All right, now you're grabbing something from the meat counter. Sliced turkey, ham, chicken breast, steak, burger meat, or tofu. Um, ooh, it's between turkey and chicken breast, but I can do a lot with chicken breast, so I'm gonna go with that one. And then now we have seafood. Shrimp, salmon, lobster, crab, cod, or no fish at all? Salmon. And then something from the bakery. Bread, bagels, muffins, croissants, rolls, or tortillas? Ooh. Probably tortillas, because I literally incorporate tortillas into every meal somehow. Not like every day I'm eating tortillas for every meal, but they're very versatile. You can literally they make are. it work. You can make it work for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So let's go mm -hmm. with that. Okay, now pick a snack. Popcorn, potato chips, corn chips, granola bars, pretzels, crackers. Um, probably granola, because I can put it in my yogurt. And then grab some cereal. Are you picking Cheerios, Fruit Loops, Cocoa Puffs, Cap'n Crunch, Corn Flakes, or Oatmeal? Okay, first of all, F whoever's making me choose cereals because I love cereals even though they have GMOs and I'm not supposed to eat it and they can really kill me, but I don't care. I will die happy with my cereal. Um, I'm just mad cinnamon toast crunch was on here. Let's go with Actually, are the new Fruit Loops even good? Because they always mm. change their formula and they all taste the same to be honest. You know what? Just go with Cheerios. Because <laughs> they don't get my favorite on there anyway. And then lastly, choose some dessert. Cookies, cupcakes, pie, ice cream, popsicles, brownies. Um, out of those, popsicle. All right. So this list says that you're only gonna have one child and they're gonna be your whole entire world. Uh, you know what? I can see that. <laughs> like I can literally see just me and my tiny little carbon copy, me and my bestie. Like probably I would like twins, but you know what? Me and one, that's fine. I'm perfectly fine with it. 
Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I chose, and I'm going to tell you what they gave me. <laughs> I chose strawberries, broccoli, arugula, butter, because butter makes everything taste better, chicken breast, crab, rolls, popcorn, Cheerios, and then ice cream. And they told me that I'm going to have four kids. Oh, well. Right. Well, you have but it's so funny days. because I said that I'd have a max of three. So the fact that they said four, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you have fun with that. I will be here. You ever want a play date with my <laughs> child? Y'all better not try to gang up on them because we don't play that. I, I can see that, though, because like I grew up, I'm the youngest, but I grew up in only. So I can definitely see that. <laughs> like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Are you ready to uh, get into this ride? I am. I hope you're ready, survivors, because when we come back, we'll be talking 2007's The Mist. Something in the mist. Spoken, the doomsayer departs. Come on. <laughs> Why don't you get Billy dressed? I'll take him into town with him. Hit the store before it gets all bought out. How'd you folks hold up in the storm? Big insurance day. Sorry to hear that. is to seek rescue. Tie this around your waist? Or four. It'll let us know you got at least 300 feet. There's nothing out there. Nothing in the midst. What if you're wrong? Then I guess the joke would be on me. Read the good book. It calls for blood. Guys, I hear something. Are those bugs? Not like any I've ever seen. The entire front of this store is plate glass. They wanted to try and make a window. Well, maybe your window turned out to be a door. Ah! Who she's gonna sacrifice to make it all better? We want the boy. You try it. Kill Yo, Ashley, hmm. what would you do if, like, you were just minding your business one day and, like, you just heard those sirens? Bring me alone. I've been through this too long, but I'll be damned <laughs> if I see another chick on your arm. 
I'm dead ass serious too because I did it when it happened in the movie <laughs> and I was like damn do I not have sense am I stupid maybe a little bit but I don't know like because okay no I'm not gonna stunt so sometimes in the middle of the night like the street that we're on for some reason semi trucks be like racing up and down the street and this is little plate that they be hitting and if they hit it the right way it sounds so crazy like it literally sounds like something just crashed into the building so I remember there was one night and I think I just I don't know but I think during the witching hour I don't know what be going on but I am the lightest sleeper during the witch's hour don't ask me why but it, it don't take me awake like so it be happening during that time. And this one time that it happened, I swear that Jesus was coming back. That's how loud it was. I have you ever seen the cartoons when they get scared and they like leap 10 feet in the air? That was, yeah. I, I, I lost my shit. And BJ was like, it's fine. <laughs> whole time I was panicking I was just I didn't I really thought Jesus was coming to get us and I was like why now like I wow wow I just I knew I wasn't gonna be here for this like I thought I was gonna be long gone but when you came back but God you coming now like dang but yeah so I don't know <laughs> it's between one of them two extremes it's either Beyonce or eternal rest right on the spot just because I like that that took me out like I just knew <laughs> I was dead I knew I had passed like I just knew it was over <laughs> I just I don't I just I I was sitting there watching it and I'm like if alarms are ringing like that what the fuck would I do would I just stand there and look would I run like what would I do and it also depends on like where you're at too. Like, am I at home? Because if I'm at home, I'm gonna feel the most safe because I'm at home. But if I'm out in public, that's gonna be a different story. Because I'm like, okay, well, what is the issue? Like, are we under attack right now in this store? Is this across the street? Like, what's happening? And I used to think that, okay, now y'all don't laugh, but I'm the type of person that creates imaginary scenarios in my head. And I have escape plans just in case in the event ABCD happens. And I always said if I was in a grocery store and it was getting robbed, that I had the perfect hiding spot. But I saw the way y'all asses acted during quarantine. And I don't know if my hiding spot is safe anymore. I don't know if I want to tell y'all. <laughs> I have a whole like I my boyfriend makes fun of me because I just have all of these survival things and he was getting upset at me because before quarantine I was buying all of this stuff and he was like Johnny what is going on with you and I'm like I don't know I feel like something's gonna happen and so I was buying a whole bunch of stuff and then even last summer I was buying a whole bunch of, bunch of stuff before I moved into my house and he was like why are you buying this? I said, I don't know. I just feel like something else is going to happen. And so I have like emergency backpacks for me and my family. I bought them backpacks before I moved out and I keep it in my car. So just in case I'm ever stranded somewhere, I have like 72 hours worth of water. I got food, uh, all types of crap in my car so that I'll be fine. And then like here in my house, I have like backup I don't it's not like full generator but I have one of them like Jackery batteries that you see like these tiny house people have 
for mm-hmm. their van life. I got mm-hmm. one of those. I got solar panels. I have like a backup solar panel based cooler. So it's like I prepared myself to hunker down in my house, but then I also prepared myself to like survive out in the wilderness. But then I don't know. When it comes to the uh, flight, fight, or freeze thing, I'm not a freezer. But I just, in that situation, I just really don't know. Because you don't know until you're in it. And that, I'm just like, I don't know. And the other thing was, I know like in certain states, they have those sirens for like when tornadoes are coming. And then like back in the older days when we had wars and stuff, they had those alarms for when bombs are about to go off. But like, if it went off now, what would that mean? Exactly. (laughs) That's And that's the scary part, because I don't know what that means. (laughs) like I know my phone goes off when it's flash floods and severe thunderstorms and tornadoes but like a huge siren like that what does it mean and it's so crazy because that amber alert alarm or that tornado watch alarm nobody's ever prepared for that like if you say you don't jump you're lying because it'd be so unsuspected it just it's like you get used to it as soon as it happened but when it first happened you'd be like whoa (laughs) wait a minute out of nowhere but I asked that question based off of this trailer because in this trailer, you just see these people in the grocery store, the alarm is going off, and they just standing like, what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, this whole entire trailer, especially the one that we get, this two minute and 30 something <laughs> second trailer, it basically almost tells you the whole entire movie. And saying, I felt the same way you felt, just like, dang, that's kind of messed up. It kind of make you just want to Instacart and Amazon stuff but as I said last time I don't want to do that because I know how y'all do and I had bad experience with Amazon Fresh when I was still living with my parents I would order like um your I ordered fruit once after they gave me spoiled fruit I never ordered fruit and I would just order like dry goods yeah and you know non-perishables but I can say if you order like stuff that's like not if you're not ordering produce then you're fine but if you're ordering produce, then I would go yourself. But And yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Because for me, I pretty much shop around the grocery stores. Hardly ever do I shop in the aisles because I try to stay like besides cereal. Because like I said, I don't care what y'all tell me about cereal. I don't care what you tell me about fruit snacks. I'm going to eat it. But other than that, I pretty much stay around the grocery store besides the yogurt too. That's an exception. But yeah, so all the stuff I get, for the most part, is fresh stuff. So I'm just like, well, I guess I have to go tramping through the bush. But I do have to say that I did love this trailer. And I generally don't like trailers, as y'all can hear in all of our, almost all of our episodes. But this one actually left me in suspense and wanting more, even though I'd already seen the movie. But if I had saw this trailer back when it first came out, I probably would have wanted to watch it because I want to know what's in the mist. And why them sirens is going off like that. Yeah, I just wish I didn't have this movie spoiled for me. But like I said, I will let y'all know more when we get to the jump off. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts off with our main character, David Drayton, painting in the middle of the storm. And off the bat, I just want to say that that CGI storm looked terrible. It's a lot of CGI in here that I'm about to be right on his head. But before I put my little talk shit button on, 
I did like that he's a movie poster designer because when you peep in the back, there's a photo for the poster of the thing. He's working on the Dark Tower, which is Stephen King Universe Gunslinger. And then there's another one for Pan's Labyrinth. I was trying to look to see what the other ones were, but I, those were the only three I could really point out. I thought that was cool. I'm like, wow, you can really just have a job as a movie poster painter? Look, the dude, and I, look, y'all gonna get tired of me. The dude who did the Nightmare on Elm Street posters, I want to say his name is Matthew. Oh my God. I'm like, how lucky are you? And I just love looking at the Nightmare on Elm Street poster art because every time I look at it, I see something new that I didn't see before, but I'm gonna save it for those episodes, but I'm getting chills just talking about his artwork right now. Y'all know, that's why we do the souvenir shop. Y'all know I love movie posters. So y'all know that like- <laughs> got me going when I seen that at the top of this movie I was like is he drawing the oh snap (laughs) so after they look at this crazy ass CGI storm David his wife and son take shelter in the basement the next morning while surveying the damage they notice this thick ass mist coming across the lake from the mountains Brent not Brent Lord David goes to talk to their neighbor Brent about the damage that the storm caused and after you know a little conversation between the two Brent David and Billy leave for town to buy supplies I just I have a few notes because now I do too about (laughs) Brent motherfucker cocksucker I was like like, why are you so mad at the chainsaw I did too. I'm like, he was like four or five times choked. I'm like, dude, like, come on. Are you okay? It's okay. okay. (laughs) But then also one thing about this part is there's clearly beef between David and Brent, but they really just gloss over it. And when you do that, because, okay, Brent is African-American, David is Caucasian. And when you do that, it kind of made it seem like you don't know what they're arguing about, really. You don't know why they don't like each other. In the book, it's a lot more explained. And I'm not, I hate to be that person. In the book, in the book, in the book. But <laughs> in this one, it's like, hmm, well, what's, what's the reason? And we can assume a reason, but that's not it at all. And I just hate that because I'm wondering, like, was I the only one that was just like, well, it's because uh, he can folk that y'all don't get along. But that's not it at all. But then here's my next thing. And I have a problem with this throughout the entire movie. Billy is too damn big to be five. Wait, he's five? I thought he was seven. He's supposed to be five. And I'm like, he's too damn big to be five. Then the boy that plays Billy was nine when they did this but it shows I thought he was seven (laughs) I was like and and I'm not it's not going off height because y'all know my nephew Kimani he's eight and he's like my height but but he don't look like five-year-old exactly I'm just like they're like five-year-old he's too mature for five like if they had a like you said if they had to put him at seven eight it's more believable, especially like the way he like in grown folks business and just like his actions and stuff. I'm like, this is not no five-year-old. Like what? what? Adorable, but no, not fab. I want to mention that. So in this scene, Brent had a tree following his car, right? 
So that Mercedes actually was a rental that had been in an accident and it was going to be repaired. And so production paid to use it with the understanding that they wouldn't damage it further. But there was a little miscommunication and that understanding was ignored. And they ended up ripping the upholstery, denting the body, scratching the paint. And that led to thousands in extra bills. They probably was like, we can do it. Just do it. We'll cover it later. Just like cough, cough, looking at you Friday the 13th with the snake. Wow. Still can't believe y'all did that. But I'll leave y'all alone today. I would be hurt if that was my pet. Y'all just okay. killed my snake. I would have had to fight. I'm telling you, it would have been on site. I don't even like snakes. But <laughs> like, that's somebody animal that you okay. just killed. On the way to the store, Billy, Brent, and um, David pass a military caravan. Now, whenever you see a bunch of them like that, either some shit went down or some shit about to go down. Because why is it so many? Where are y'all going? What is y'all doing? Oh, where are y'all coming from? Okay. Like, it's just too many of them. They reach the supermarket and inside... There's a bunch of people stocking up because of the storm. Power's been knocked out. Phones aren't working. And this is where we start meeting all of the people who are in the movie based off of like normal grocery store interactions. Right. One thing that I do like is the cinematography. It was done by Ron Schmidt. And the way this whole thing was filmed was entertaining because it's low-key tape like The Office. And I put that in my notes at the end. Because I've never seen an episode of The Office a day in my life, but I've seen a lot of clips on social media to get the gist of how it was, how it's shot. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of that, like how the camera pans, how it zooms into people's reactions. Yeah, Like, like it literally makes you feel like you're there yourself. Like, I was just like, now, wait a minute. Now, I did mess with that. While standing in the checkout line, everyone is watching police cars and a fire truck just speed down the street all of a sudden. And then that emergency siren goes off and the entire store just stands there while Dan Miller runs into the store covered in, well, not really covered from blood. He had a nosebleed, but he was warning of a danger lurking in the mist and his friend had just got snatched up. And then as this thick-ass mist rolls in, a customer runs out the store to go to their car because he's just like, no, nah, I can't do it. I got to leave. And then he gets a, ends up getting snatched up. So the rest of the customers run back inside and lock the doors. I was like, dang. I, I definitely would have stayed inside, though. I wouldn't have been one of the ones that ran out to my car. Not that, no. Not with that thick-ass fog. Where do you think you going? Right, where you going to go? <laughs> and I already can't see as is. So where, where did I think I was going? So immediately, we already have one person theorizing what's going on. And as soon as Mrs. Carmody says, it's death, there's this whole earthquake that happens. After the earthquake, everyone is trying to convince each other to stay and figure this shit out. But this one unnamed woman insists on leaving because her kids are at home alone. And like she is distraught because she's like, look, I got to go back home and get to my kids. And nobody wants to go with her. So she leaves alone. Can we just talk about how this was the realest moment? (laughs) (laughs) It was. was She's literally asking everybody. 
does anybody want to see a lady home? And everybody literally, they look down, they twiddling their fingers, they like playing in their hair. It's almost like when the teacher asks who want to volunteer and you're trying to act like you busy so they don't call <laughs> on you. I was like, dang, y'all don't want to help her. It's okay. I get it though. This is also where, um, I'll repeat, it's okay. This is also a little moment that I caught. If you're a Stephen King here, you probably caught it too. David calls um, Billy. He's like, come on, Big Bill. And I was like, oh, Big Bill, like Billy Denbro from It. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm about to say, I don't do clowns, so I haven't seen it. At this point, things have calmed down in the store and everyone is starting to get to know each other slowly. And we're already noticing factions beginning to form in the background. Mainly Brent has already led up a, a little faction. So David goes to the loading dock to get a furniture pad for Billy when he sees the generator smoking and shuts it off. But then he hears some shit outside of the loading dock door and gets spooked and he runs out and tells a group of men. And so they all go to the back and check it out. So this group consists of David, Myron, Jim, Ollie, who works at the store, and then Norm. He's a cashier. So Myron and Jim immediately want to fix the generator. They're like, listen, we need to open up this loading dock door to clean whatever is blocking it from running properly. Norm volunteers to go, but David tries to convince them to stop because he's like, y'all, there's some shit out there. You don't want to go out there. But being small town minded, no offense right. to anyone that's out there, Jim and Myron don't believe him and think he's a load of shit. You some big Hollywood movie poster creator. You think you better than us? No. First of all, he is a movie poster. And I'm not shading artists. But I'm like, you really think that he just is going to be a butthole like this? Just because he draws like your big fancy college degree. I'm like, first of all, half of us that got degrees is the coolest ones. Because we all know that this paper ain't real. Exactly. (laughs) like uh uh-uh you tripping and just because y'all mechanics like I get it but damn we not having a big dick contest right now exactly Norm finally opens the door right because he's like fuck this shit I'm opening the door because he's trying to prove he's big as bad and that David's a pussy so Norm opens the door first of all before I get into what happens to Norm every time I see this man I think of him eating pube pizza from she's all that oh my god (laughs) That is him. him. I cannot see anything else. I didn't even realize that was him. And he's in like all the American Pie movies. Right. Oh my goodness. I didn't, I don't know what it was. I think I was focused on that terrible ass CGI. Oh my God. Let, Let me just do this now. Let me just do this now because here's the thing. This, oh my God. When you watch the behind the scenes stuff, and y'all know I got y'all on the links, they did this practically. But for some reason, I guess to like clean it up, they threw the CGI on it. But here's the problem. The lighting is all off. So that makes it look terrible because they in this dark loading dock. But these tentacles are like bright ass purple and pink. And it just and it's another scene where we come back and y'all know I'm gonna bring it up where we see it again. And they use that. They use the practical tentacle and it looks 20 times better. And I'm just like, well, why? Like, I don't know. Somebody needed to do this again. Because especially like 
when he gets so what happens is when norm opens the door they think stuff is sweet they like yeah david see haha thought you knew something but as i always say f around and find out the little tentacle comes from under snatches up norm david is the only one doing something about it jim and myron were on standby like they literally just stood there. Ali, he wants With to go get the axe open. And you know, Ali, oh my God. And I will say when Ali swung that axe and nearly missed axing Norm, I really got an audible response that I was like, because <gasps> I really thought that it was like going to like behead him or chop him because he didn't already get like a chunk of his chest taken out. His leg is wrapped in this thing. But while the tentacles are wrapping around him, you can just tell that it's all CGI, like it looks so, so bad. But then what really killed me was all Jim had to say was sorry. And then had to, to say, why didn't you say what you meant? I didn't know you, I thought you meant it was a big bird. Like what did, really? You seen what happened to John Lee. You saw what happened. You didn't see what happened to John Lee, but you seen what happened to John Lee. And that's why his ass got beat the fuck up. That's exactly why. But I just do want to say, every time somebody hit their head in this movie, I die laughing. When dude, when David went to go turn on the, off the generator and he hit his head, he was like, oh, shit, bitch. <laughs> First of all, he cursed like 20,000 times in five seconds. Like, I was like, dang, you're having a rough day, buddy. And then when Norm, when they grabbed him, the um, creature grabbed him to like yank him out the door and he hit his head before he went through the door. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like, this is, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. I was really bad. Especially as Norm gets engulfed into the mist. I'm just like, what is this? Like what in the Disney channel? <sighs> so everyone is spooked now. That group is spooked. They go back out. Because, you know, David got to clean himself off. Now he like, hey, look, we got to tell people. They try to bring Brent into the fold to tell him what happened. And Brent don't believe them. He thinks they're playing a prank, trying to get revenge for a lawsuit that he filed last year. And they just have a whole argument. This causes the scene in the store, a scene in the store. And Dan want to sit there and try to, no, Bud, I'm sorry. But the store manager wants to try to write up Ollie and Ollie busts, busts, bosses up with him. I'm glad he did. Cause I'm like, first of all, dude, like, did you, first of all, did you not think like we was about to like, we in a state of emergency. You can write this off. Like we can use right. the supplies. This is the best place we can be right now, to be honest. And Ollie looks like he employee of the month every month. So shut up. Right. So Ollie bosses up. So he's like, okay, listen, David, you need to tell the store what you, we saw in the back because nobody needs to leave the store. And of course, nobody believes David and crew when they tell them, look, we saw some weird shit back there. The thing had tentacles. Y'all don't need to leave. And so they take two more people, the store manager, Bud, and someone else back to the loading dock to see the tentacle that David chopped off with the axe. They poke it and it shrivels up and turns into a puddle of sludge. And now Bud believes. And I just thought that was funny when they poked it and like they jumped back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it still had little feelings. And it's like some animals are like that. Like remember that viral video in the, and excuse me if I'm not um, saying the correct one, but I want to say it was a Chinese restaurant 
and it was like an octopus or a squid and oh, in the, the sauce on it yeah and yeah. it was just moving and stuff i'm like stuff like frog legs do that too when you put salt Ooh. on them <laughs> Like, it's just so weird so now we have mrs carmody looking crazy in the bathroom praying in candlelight face sweating and all when amanda she's the new teacher in town comes in to use the bathroom and you would think in times like this you would stick together allow someone to be your shoulder to cry on so Amanda offered that to Mrs. Carmody. And in return, this crazy lady came at her sideways thinking that she was condescending and mocking her. I'm just like, Miss Carmody, you can go. You can have a seat. I don't want to be your friend anyway. It's this fine. lady plays crazy so well. So she well. Do. She does. Because I was just like, every time I looked at her, I, I agreed with another character. And we'll get there when we get there. Because I was ready. <laughs> So Brent, Ollie, and some others are barricading the windows in preparation for whatever is in the mess. They're stocking up dog food. They're stocking up cow manure, all types of shit against these windows. Meanwhile, Brent is rallying a group of people to figure out a rational way to seek help. And Mrs. Carmody starts preaching about the end of days and is convinced that whatever is out there is only satisfied with blood. And we're just going on and on. And this is when my good sister Amanda comes up and smacks the fuck out of her. Now, listen. I like how Miss Carmody is acting all holier than thou, but clearly this whole stole a candy bar. Did y'all see that? I was like, ma'am, you just stole a candy bar. Like it was just nothing. And then as she keeps going on her rant, she started touching that little girl. If I was like, yes. my mom, I would have smacked her. Don't touch my child, my one child. Like you just let her touch your child? Like what the fuck? I'm just like, no. And then <laughs> when she do get slapped, another down payment. <laughs> like, girl what another a few more pennies in the jar ma'am you just got smacked and then <laughs> it's so funny to prepare to meet your maker oh prepare to meet shit <laughs> <laughs> like it was over her like i just i do not know like if it was me in that grocery store i don't know who i would have been first of all i, would, I definitely probably would have been on david's team but at the same time we we see how that turned out but for some like if you notice all the black people were like with Brent not all of them not all of them but majority of them was yeah. with Brent and I was just like I, I wouldn't know. I don't think I don't think I would have been with him like I don't think so but I do want to shout out Ollie though because he threatened to duct tape her mouth and I was like yeah shut her up <laughs> do something because i can't and then once again we got billy being too daggone grown because he peeps those little military men over there they talking he goes over there can't your friends come save us don't they got tanks and stuff like i don't buy a five-year-old asking these types of questions <laughs> i don't know some five-year-old events i mean yeah but not to just be like oh military men we're in danger right now. Let me go over there and question why they not saving us. Like, I can see, like, if the tank was there and they're asking because, you know, kids love, like, tanks and trucks and stuff. But I'm just like, I just can't see you at your small age going over there to ask these men why they not doing something about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> As the store repairs for nightfall and they're trying to protect themselves against whatever the hell is outside, we find out that Ollie is a former state champion 
shooter after Amanda gives him the revolver her husband gave her to carry around in her purse. And I'm like, okay, Ollie, with the shooting experience. But at this but point, also, it was uh, it was Amanda having a gun and not even really knowing how to load it or use it for me. I'm like, your husband, <laughs> in her how was you, yeah, how was you going to protect yourself? Like, wasn't even loaded. Right. And at this point, Brent, it's just over the bullshit. He like, all right, I'm taking my group of people out to get help. And this ended up with him dying. And all the people who he took with him ended up dying. And I was mad because he took mostly Black people with him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, one of the men that's not in Brent's group volunteers to go to Mr. Cornell's truck to get a shotgun. And so he tied a 300-foot rope around his waist just to see how far he would get. He didn't make it. Only Poor 200 feet. His, yeah, he lost his top half. In this scene, I really did like it because it is, y'all know I love tension. You got them walking out into the mist. And the moment it started pulling and David is getting like rope burn, I felt that because that's happened to me before. And that is so serious. But I'm like, the rest of y'all just standing there. Y'all not doing nothing. Grab the rope. Somebody step on it. Something. I don't know. Do something. Right. And then Mrs. Carmody, she killed me before a dude went out the door with the rope around him. <laughs> he was like telling her, you know, I believe in God, but you a little, you, you, you too much. You a little crazy. You can just take it up with the devil when you meet him. Just chat it up with him at your leisure. And then she just proceeded to look crazy. And I'm like, yo, you really got some screws loose. Right. Okay. And I also thought it was kind of funny how Bud was like, get it off. Like when the rope, when they fell back with the rope and the rope was still on him, he was like, get it off. Like the rope itself was the monster. Right. Like what? The body in front of y'all now? Like what? Okay. And then David was just touching the blood part of the rope like it was Mm -hmm. nothing. I would have stopped pulling once I saw the blood. And then the other dude, Jim, decided to touch his mouth with his blood-soaked hand. Yeah, it was no, it was a lot of transfusion happening here. And I was just like, okay, y'all all need to go to the hospital once this is over, if it's still intact, because no. Ugh. Sorry, I heard something. Okay. Private Wayne Jessup. Now, he a little creepy to me. I cannot stand his eyebrows and his butt chin. They were bothering me. <laughs> his eyebrows. But he sneaks up on Sally in the employee room. And this scene, it's just like a little teenage love story type of scene, reconnecting with the crush in high school that you never made the moves on because you were too scared. So we go back out into the main area. You got people looking on watch out the in between the dog food or whatever. And my man is just sitting there eating his chicken, just trying to see what's going on. And an insect flies into the window and freaks him out. So all the people in the store, they start shining their lights on the window to look at the insects. And then more and more fly into the window. I'm like, y'all stupid. Because y'all got the lights right there. Move. That's like, what I'm y'all saying. don't got mosquitoes. Like, that's what I'm saying. We all know that at nighttime, bugs are attracted to the light. Clearly, even alien like flying bugs. And because of all the lights they had shining in the window now, this big ass pterodactyl like creature starts slamming into the window. And then Jim, dumbass, runs and turns on all the bright lights in the back. I'm just like, Jim, like, why, why turn them off? Like, and then the thing is, these are scorpion flies. Y'all see 
how big these things are. And y'all see how hard these little tarot buzzards are hitting the window. Turn the lights off. And and it's like the glass was already cracked because, mind you, they had to like duct tape the glass and, you know, put the bags of dog food and soil up. And I'm like, well, first of all, the also thing that pissed me off is because it was more bags of dog food and soil in the back. I would have stacked it up as high as it could go. (laughs) That's true. Because, no. Eventually, one of those big ass ones, the pterodactyl looking ones, broke the glass and then comes inside along with some of the smaller insects. One of the smaller ones bites Sally. She dies. One of the big joints rips out another dude's neck. He dies. Then everyone's scrambling trying to kill them things joe eagleton lights a mop on fire because they had these mops sitting in like um the mop buckets like gasoline or whatever he lights the mop on fire to create a homemade torch but he trips over the bucket of fluid and then drops the mop lighting himself and the floor on fire i was just like you did too much see the thing is he saw david do it and david did it flawlessly and he tried to do it too and effed up and i was just like yo then david goes running around the store beating it like a flaming piata it's just like listen (laughs) y'all gotta like i get it but y'all gotta realize that we still have to stay in here after this is through we can't tear up the place like jesus burn the damn store down not to mention one of the smaller ones landed on mrs carmody and it doesn't sting her or anything she like starts praying or whatever and then it flies away and honestly i think that it didn't bite her because evil recognizes evil I did not think you was about to go there. I thought you was about to just be like, because she stood still. Not evil recognizes evil. Evil recognizes evil. (laughs) It looked her in the eyes and was like, I see you, ho. And then flew off. And it was they knew. They knew. It was the light for me that like kind of like came in after it like buzzed away from her. I'm like, see, now this bitch about to think she the chosen one. See, y'all done gave her all the ammo. But then we had another one of the little big joints. Almost got little Billy. Almost snatched his ass up because he wanted to run for his dad. But then my nigga Ollie came in the clutch and shot his ass. Listen, straight shooter. That's what I'm talking about. Now the story is in complete disarray. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's complete disarray. And now because of that whole situation, everyone is starting to side with crazy boots. She was right. She told us they would come at night. She told us someone would die. Now, poor Joe is just in the back suffering from his burns, and he wants to die, but they refuse to kill him. Come to find out, Hattie done overdosed on pills. Listen, how? You were supposed to be watching Billy, so you just mean to tell me you did this in front of him? Well, actually... They were all laying there together and homegirl Amanda woke up and she was like, hey, um, can you watch him? I need to go to the bathroom. And she tried to wake him up. And yeah, this is when their little small group decides to hatch a plan led by David to leave in his truck before shit really goes haywire because it's already going there. But like shit really about to hit the fan. But before they leave, they're like, look, we got to go to the pharmacy next door, get some medical supplies. But of course. Not before Mrs. Carmody has something to say about it. She doesn't want them to leave. She gets to preaching again. But this and time, this my nigga where, Irene. This is where I was ready. Let me tell you something. I ain't never doubted somebody named Irene. I ain't never met somebody named Irene that don't play. When I seen that can of peas go boop, <laughs> I looked around. First of all, I looked around like I was in the store. 
And I seen it came from her. And then she hit her with straight facts. She said they be stoning people in the Bible. So now what? Ooh, I love her. So when the group gets to the pharmacy, it is covered with all of these spider webs. They find the military police that came in the grocery store earlier in the movie to grab the three military men. He's caught up in the webs. Mind then, y'all, mind y'all, Irene is with them. Okay. She yes. Be. yes. Because she knew where all the medicine is in the pharmacy. Right. Oh, and then she's a G once again. She was like, Jim, didn't I have you and your sister in grade school? And he was like, yeah, and he like says with Grace here. And he was like, mm, yeah, a couple of underachievers. And then handed him the little thing and was like, come on. I said, damn, not you putting his business out. Him and his sister, his sister ain't even here to defend himself. But I see you. <laughs> so then the, the group is attacked by giant spiders whose webs disintegrate whenever it touches. Ugh. No. Then Mm-mm. this part disgusted me because they tried to save the military police guy before they left, but the spiders <laughs> laid eggs in his body. And when his body fell to the floor, and the spiders jumped out. See, now this effect, okay, minus him falling on the floor because that looked bad, but him being caught up in the web and like the body cast that they had on him and it's pulsating and stuff, <laughs> that looked good. But the spiders, and once he fell on the ground, I was like, dang, took me out of it again. But still, no, it is creepy, just, especially oh, if you ever see it's enough. It's two movies that pull this stunt. And anytime it's done, it's like, it's always, it always gives you a feel. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this once again, Miss Irene is a G. Okay. The spiders are attacking my home girl took a lighter. First of all, this is how I know she a G for real. Y'all know them long lighters with the long nose that everybody struggles to light. She took no time lighting this. She said, click and flame through the F out of that spider. I said, see? I love her. I mean, she saved herself, but they still ended up losing two people before they escaped the pharmacy and made it back to the grocery store. Which was sad because they went over there to save Bobby's brother, who's the one that got, you know, Joe's the one that got the fire dumped all on him. That's Bobby's brother, and Bobby died. Yep. I said, Dana said. Yep. And of course, all of this just fuels Mrs. Carmody's insanity even more, and she's gained more followers, including Jim Grondin, you know, the one that's responsible for the pube eater's death. Flip-flop. And I just love Ollie. Welcome to Sesame Street. Today's word is expectation. Like he was for real, just like, like asphyxiation, asphyxiation. So at this point, you literally got three groups. You got Miss Carmody's followers. Then you got David's group, who's like, you know, pretty much the side you want to be on because they're the ones that's thinking straight. And then you got like the that's thing it, about, well, no, because they had the people who were like in between. Is some people that's just like, well, we not picking this side. Like, it's just people that's just still randomly like about the yeah. store that are just like, well, I don't know where to go. They, they're Switzerland, basically. 
But because of Mrs. Carmody's influx of followers, this pushes David's group to want to leave sooner. But not before David goes to talk to the three military men about what is happening outside. So they find Eyebrow Boy, creepy Eyebrow Boy first. But then he's not with his two friends, Morales and Donaldson. So they go into the back loading dock area to find them. And unfortunately, they uh, hung themselves. And as soon as David brings up the Arrowhead project, Jim snatches eyebrows up and throws him to the religious wolves. Jessup explains that the project opened a door to another dimension and those creatures spilled out. All in all, the group blamed Jessup. So they stabbed him and then throw him outside to get snatched up by the aliens of the sacrifice. And then... Crazy Lady Carmody had the nerve to say, the beast will leave us alone tonight. Tomorrow, well, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm just, this just part was so it. sad. It was because it had nothing to do with him. He just happened to work for the military, but they just wanted to blame somebody so bad that they just penalized him for the acts of all the other people. Yeah. Poor thing. The next morning, David and the group his small group prepared to leave the store. But unfortunately, they're stopped by Mrs. Carmody. She doesn't want them to leave and demands that Billy and the whore, aka Amanda, be delivered as the next sacrifice. Ollie comes in clutch and shoots her ass, once in the stomach through the milk bottle and then one in the forehead. This prompted her cult following to snap back to reality and let them leave the grocery store. It's the way that Mrs. Carmody was just drinking milk straight out of this damn glass. And I said it once and I'll say it again. Psycho. (laughs) Hell no. I don't drink milk anymore. But when I was drinking milk, I definitely would drink it like that. No, you told us. You told us. And I called you a psycho then too. Like, (laughs) hell no. No. Like, what the hell? And was just so calm while she was doing it, like literally giving her quote unquote sermon takes a sip. I'm like, girl, you know, and this is also like just because she ain't invincible no more. All her followers, they don't know what to do. I'm like, see, blind leading the blind. Now y'all confused and don't know what to do now. And this lets Ollie and group David and all them leave. So they get outside. And my heart breaks because Ollie gets snatched up by the creatures and so do two other people. But Bud, he was like, well, hell nah, and ran his ass back into the store. I was very upset over Ollie because Ollie didn't do anything. Ollie didn't deserve that. that. Like, no. It broke my heart. So David, Billy, Dan, Amanda, and Irene, they were the only ones who were able to get into the car. And then David does some risky shit and reaches for the gun that's on the hood that fell after Ollie got ripped to shreds. See, I just feel like, I feel like he could have successfully did it if Amanda and Billy weren't freaking screaming. Like you're screaming, which is making the widower come, the gray widower. I don't know if I ever said that's what it was, but it's making, it's telling where you are. It's just like if a serial killer was in my house, I'm not about to be screaming. I'm going to be quiet. Now, y'all can argue. It probably sniffed him out. Well, it probably would have had a harder time if it was quiet. That's true. Because even if you can't see, your ears will point you in the right direction. Right. But at this point, you think, oh, thank God. 
The group finally escapes the crazies in the grocery store and they drive off to the mist, through the mist. But unfortunately, when they reach David's home, they see that it's been completely destroyed by all these giant spider webs and his wife is caught up in the webs outside of the house, dead. Devastated, he drives away from the town. They eventually run out of gas. And at this point, they're hopeless. They don't think there's a way to escape. They still got the gun and they decide to end their lives. But here's the thing. There's five of them and there's only four bullets. So they all agree that David's going to kill them all. So he does. He screams in pain before stepping out of the car to be devoured by the creatures. But instead, the mist just suddenly dissipates, revealing a whole army caravan with army men on feet, torching all the creatures and bug nests and all that stuff. And y'all, guess who's on one of the rescue trucks? The woman who left the store at the beginning because her kids were alone at home. And then I tried to peep to see if like they stopped by the grocery store because people was like, if they had to stay in the grocery store, they would have got saved. Nobody was on the grocery store on the truck because if they were, you know that they would have zoomed in on Jim. You know that they would have did that. And no. Right. So. And it's so crazy to think they were driving away from help. Like had they just like waited like five more minutes like, I would have been like, like, before we made, first of all, because y'all came to this decision way too quick. I understand. Way too fast. Like, in y'all heads, y'all was like, well, this would be more peaceful than me getting ripped up by a monster. But I just would have been like, well, let's just, let's wait till nighttime. Wait, yeah, they decided <laughs> way too fast. I went and like, immediately the car runs out of gas. You're like, well, okay, time to die now. Like, what? Yeah, like, I would have, like, at least... I would have waited until like I for sure knew that the monster was about to come or something. And even then, y'all in a car. So it's not like it would have seen you. Maybe that's my logic. I don't know. But I'm just like, no. So after realizing um, he pretty much killed them for no reason, he drops to his knees in anguish and screams some more. And that is the end of the mist so here's the thing like I said I had this boiled for me so and I try I really try hard when that happens to either a forget but because of the ending is like one of those that you don't forget so when I watched it I was like okay well it's going to be one of those situations of I bet you're wondering how I got here BET pause and I was just like, really what it was that took me out, it was the effects. I couldn't get over the bad CGI. I was just like, dang. And y'all know most of the time I'll excuse some things, but I was just like, yeah, that's not going to work. But then certain characters I enjoy, like I said, the cinematography was fine. But overall, I'm just like, dang, like maybe... I would have felt different had I not had the ending spoiled for me because that shock value probably would have did something for me. What about you? Um, I agree. The CGI did not age well at all. Back when I first watched it, I can see that I would have been okay with it. But now it's freaking 2021 and it looks, <laughs> it looks terrible now. It looks bad. Um, I, like I said, I laughed every time somebody hit their head. Um, and even though I watched this when I was a child, I appreciate it more as an, 
when I say child, I probably mean like middle school. But I appreciate this movie more as an adult than I did back then. Um, the only thing that I hated about this movie is that it's so damn long. It is. And it's like, I get it because really you're seeing the whole theme of the story is like, we dealing with real monsters, but for real, the monsters are us because when you get faced with adversity, ain't no telling what humans will do because we be on some real shifty stuff and you do see the evolution of that, but it is long. Like it does take a while to get there. And for it to be that long, it still feels like there's so much that's cut out. Yeah, I loved it. It just, it also kind of freaked me out too, because even now, like you said, it's quickly, it shows you how quickly people turn on each other in crisis. And we actually are witnessing that right now. And we have witnessed that over the past year. Okay. Yeah. So um, overall, Ollie was my favorite character. Um, Loved Ollie. Oh my gosh. Loved Ollie. And I, again, loved the cinematography because how those cameras are panning and the zoom-ins on the faces oh my gosh made my day I favored Ollie too and of course my G Miss Irene she was one of my favorites as well but I think another issue with the movie for me is it gets to the mist way too fast like it's literally 12 minutes into the movie and we end this like I'm like dang I feel like we could have I don't know what else could have been done but like they literally throw us right into it, which in some cases work. But in this one, I think because, like I said, 12 minutes into the movie, we into it. So we got the other, what, hour and 40 something minutes in the mist is just a lie. Yeah, I can see that. Would I want to remake? No, I love this movie. Exactly how it is. I don't know about the TV show. I didn't see that, but. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention that. It's a 2017 TV series. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And it was canceled, I think. So there you go. (laughs) This movie got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ashley, how many tickets do you give this ride? So I teetered with my rating and I'm still teetering right now because, you know, like usually I kind of wait till we have our conversation to see if things work for me more or if it kind of like takes things down. And I'm still in the middle, y'all. It's very hard. But um, I'm an any mini mini boss. Swear to God, I'm about to do it right oh now. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to give this... 50 tickets. It, it was between 50 and 45. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because and then it's like once you know the ending, it's like I don't need to rewatch this. Like I don't see myself coming back to this. I would watch it again because this is another one of those movies that comes on TV that I just it's like at this point is one of those staples that just rotates on TNT or one of them other channels they play movies all the damn time so I personally gave this movie 80 tickets I loved it Jesus yes I really love this movie I was sitting here laughing I'm telling you I appreciated this more as an adult than I did as a kid I really liked it yeah no and it's more so because of the the scarier aspects of reality versus 
that whatever the fuck is in the mist. Who was worse in this grocery store? <laughs> Who's in this grocery store is worse than what's outside at this point. Just watching the society just go to shits. That was kind of scary. Yeah, I gave it 80 tickets. I like this movie. It's a staple for me. All right. Are you ready to go to the souvenir show? Yeah, we can head on out because I got something real cute. Okay. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. One thing, and y'all gonna think I'm so crazy, but y'all remember, and they still make these, but they're kind of low-key, not for real, a little bit hard to come by, but y'all know the fans, the little personal fans that used to have they got like, the, the little, little spray. Yes. Yeah, but I will want it to be like thick though, when it come out. Like just okay. for effect, just for effect, that's it. So my, my mom has one of those little powered fans now. Like I had a charger for her when we were on vacation, but I told her, I was like, you should have got one that had like a little spray bottle because when I tell you her being in the heat plus her menopause, she be going through it. And I'm like, you might need a little, little spray spray to go with this a little fan that you can yeah. <laughs> to amplify that cool down period. But I think that's cute. I don't know how I feel about it being thick though. Yeah, I mean, just for effect. Like you dry know. or something. No, yeah. you can't put dry ash, my dad. Oh, hell no, well. Well, <laughs> you know what? This movie has so many different posters. When I and I know I be sometimes I be saying this and then I don't do it, so I'm sorry. I'm calling myself out on my own crap. I be like, y'all can see this extra poster when I post it. And I be posting one folder, but my thing is, I like how they have so many different variations of this photo, and they just be photoshopping different things around. Like one of the main ones is Frank. I'm just gonna say Frank, cause one version got Frank and Amanda. Another version has Frank with Billy. One of them is not even in a grocery store at all, but it's like they're in the storefront and they're looking out and they see the mist. One version is literally just the mist. One version is the mist and they got all of this army stuff going on in the background and blood is smeared on the window and it says like the end is near. Like somebody just had a lot of thoughts on their mind and when they was on Photoshop, they was like, well, what if we just move this here? What if we just put this here? And what if we switch this person out? And what if we do this? Like, I promise y'all this time, I'm gonna post them all so you can see how many different variations they have. I feel it. I feel it. I feel. It. I think my favorite is the the regular movie poster where he's holding Billy. Yeah, I don't know which one is my favorite because I found this other one. It's like the alternative movie poster. Y'all know them be my favorites, and it's uh, David at the end after he just ended everybody and he's standing out the car. But the behemoth, which is like the big, 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 big creature, is walking right past the truck. Because I would just be like eternal rest right now eternal rest nope we not doing this because <laughs> first of all and i ain't even say this throughout the whole episode i don't do bugs and when it's just me and my one little child um and a bug is in the room i don't know what we gonna do because i'm the adult so i'm gonna be the one responsible for killing the bug and i just don't know what we gonna do because we're gonna be looking at each other Wow. <laughs> no, I'll be like, dang, like we gonna we gonna have to get suited and booted up to battle this one little spider. <laughs> Cause no. Actually no, spiders, I kinda leave them alone because they eat the other bugs. 
if it is other bugs. So I'll leave them alone, but y'all better not touch my plants because I don't play that. You will get touched then because no, sweet. Plant mommies and daddies out there, y'all know spider mites, even though they are different from actual spiders. But y'all know spider mites and plants, that's no, mm -mm. no. I don't do them spiders. Mm -mm. Y'all can already tell with the way I reacted. Oof, oof. Yeah. All right. You ready okay, for next. me to? Yes. <laughs> yes you ready? <laughs> I'm just going to do it. All right, y'all. Before I start running these prank announcements, I meant to say this earlier. I have been loving you survivors sending in your survivor submissions. You can email us at destination180podcast at gmail.com. Now, I am going to say this. Some of them I am having a hard time placing in season two, but it's okay because I found a way around that, but you just gonna have to wait till the end of the month to figure out what that is. But trust me, I got y'all. I'm here for you. I am your tour guide. I got you. But other than that, you can hit us up on our Instagram and our Twitter with the same handle at D180podcast. And let me tell you something, next week, we're getting into the Shutter original, Slacks. John A hasn't seen this movie. If you've seen the movie, <laughs> I am very curious what John A is going to think about this one because oh, it gosh. is something, it is something else. I'm just tell you now, it's a horror comedy, so go into it with that mindset, but it does have a message, but just so because you know johnny don't know about a movie and she just go in blind and she got one thought in her head you know she gonna eat the movie up so now that i think <laughs> that she knows it's a horror comedy i think she'll be fine because <laughs> you know i'll be like um what the fuck was this <laughs> like girl what you got me watching <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's y'all assignment for next week. You can grab your ticket so you're ready. And guess what? We will see you soon, survivors. Bye.